This is an IELTS Energy podcast, episode 1258. You'll be obsessed with this band nine IELTS vocabulary. Welcome to the IELTS Energy podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. You need less common idiomatic language to score seven or higher on IELTS speaking. Today, you'll learn extremely useful phrases that can boost your vocabulary scores on every part of the speaking exam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Aubrey. Um, oh, my gosh. I have news. It's snowing in Portland, Oregon. It's crazy. I'm so jealous. It's snowing. I hardly ever see snow. I mean, that's unfortunate that it's freezing, but snow is just beautiful and so peaceful. I'm I'm happy. I'm ha- I'm inside nice and warm. I got some work to do. I got, you know, it's it makes me feel um like comfy cozy when it's snowing oh, outside. Absolutely, right? If it's snowing outside no matter what you're doing, you feel cozy to be inside somewhere warm. And you know, I am so obsessed with making art right now that I feel like this is the perfect weather for staying inside and making art as well. <laughs> yes. And ooh, good use of the phrase to be obsessed with something. Why, I'm thank ex- you. Right. I'm so excited about this. We are sharing phrases today to talk about addiction and obsession, which are so useful all over the IELTS exam to get that varied vocabulary, that idiomatic language that you need. Exactly. Today's vocabulary is so easy to use, and we're going to tell you where to put it (laughs) when you're doing IELTS speaking, but also just in real life. So the phrases that you're going to learn today, guys, these are phrases that Aubrey and I use all the time that every native speaker uses in daily life that you do not find on academic word lists or whatever like vocabulary lists you're studying. So definitely listen to the whole episode so you get all of this wonderful vocab today. So before we get into the vocabulary though, what are some places on IELTS speaking that, um, that this would be useful for? Yes, all three parts. That's why I'm so excited about this vocabulary. Sometimes we share vocab and we're like, okay, be sure to just use this on part one. This vocabulary is useful everywhere. So first of all, on part one, you are asked about interest, hobbies, what you do in your free time, books you like, movies you like, restaurants you like. And -hmm. instead of just saying, I like this, I like that, you are going to want to instead use the very native idiomatic vocabulary we're going to teach you today. So easy to to use this on almost any question. Seriously. Yeah. Um, 
So like most of the groups of questions in part one, there's a question in there like, do you like this? What do you like about this? Do you enjoy, right? This vocab is perfect. And it's it's perfect to remind you to give specific examples. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yes. yeah, I love movies or whatever. But then to follow that with like, actually, I'm completely obsessed with um, a, a horror series now. And um, I've watched three of the movies because you know how horror movie series, there's like 20 yes. Halloween <laughs> movies or whatever. So like... <laughs> Um, it's yeah, it's perfect for any of these uh, questions. And that's such a good point. I hadn't even thought about that, how this is going to if you do happen to start answering sort of generally and then remember to use this cool vocab, it's going to push you to share more examples, more specific details, because it would be kind of strange to talk about, you know, what you're obsessed with, what you're addicted to without sharing these specific details. So that's going to be if you can remember these phrases that will really give you that boost. Right? Because how weird and awkward would that be if you're like, oh, yeah, I am completely obsessed with art. And then just like, stop talking. Like, no, of course not. You're going to give examples. You're going to describe the things you're working on and the things that you love. Um, So, okay. So part two, guys, we can also use this vocab. um, When you're asked to describe people, what are they obsessed with? Right? What are they addicted to doing? Or eating um when you're asked to describe events and experiences um what led you to choose this event and experience like maybe you want to describe a trip you took <laughs> here's a very specific example describe a trip you took uh to um the state of washington <laughs> and you could say like i am hooked on twilight the movies the books all of it not true by the way um <laughs> And so we took the Twilight tour when we visited Washington last year or whatever. Um, So yeah, you could use it in part two as well. Yes. And part three, also, a lot of the phrases that are super idiomatic are too informal. This is not. On part three, you might be asked about, you know, children, how much time they spend on technology or adults, health Mm -hmm. questions, any questions about society, work. You can definitely relate these expressions to get specific. What are you obsessed with about your job or someone you know, right? What Totally. What about entertainment or technology sucks you in, pulls right. you in, right? To use this vocabulary to get specific. Exactly, exactly. Um, all right, so let's give some examples of the vocabulary and how we can use it. All right. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. So the first phrase is can't put it down. So this is a very specific one. Only use this for books, wouldn't you say? Yes, exactly. Right. It's got to be something that like, you wouldn't say you couldn't put down an article because it's a pretty quick read. Right. Whereas a book that's going to take quite a bit of time is a real page turner. That's when we say I couldn't put it down. It was so fascinating. 
So yeah, that's a very specific one to describe any book you really like. I couldn't put it down. It's usually going to be used in the past tense, right? Because you're describing a book that you already read, most likely. Um, so any book you really like, you read it quickly, just I couldn't put it down. Such an easy idiom to work in there. Um, now this next one is very general. You could use it for anything that you really liked in the past or you really like now to be hooked on something. So phrasal verb, right? Hooked on something. Um, can you give us an example? Yes, I am currently hooked on the show, The Last of Us. So yeah, if you um, were talking about a TV show that really pulled you in that you want to see the rest of it you're excited about it just like jessica said you just say it hooked you or you were hooked and i you certainly can use this also about books about different totally. types of technology it's very broad it's very general so even in part three we could use this even though it's um, a little more informal of a phrase this is how we describe our technology addictions right and yes. I wouldn't be surprised if you guys can work this in easily in speaking part three. So many different things like education, problems, solutions, technology, blah, blah, blah. This is so easy to work in, right? So if I describe, um, let me see, children's habits and technology, my son, oof, this is some, this is a constant battle, right? Because he gets so easily, um, hooked on certain types of videos and once he starts looking at these videos on tiktok he gets completely sucked in and that's the next term sucked in <laughs> that's such a good example my kids are hooked on this video game called roblox but especially yep. they watch youtube videos of other people playing roblox and then they get, get sucked in i don't either but they love them Say I know I so often like I'll walk into James' room and like on his TV it's like a video game right and I'm like oh what are you playing he's like oh no no, no I'm just watching someone play the game so I could figure out how to get to the next level I was like that was not a thing when we were kids it's, no, that's probably the hardest thing for me to relate to like that I, that I don't understand nope. <laughs> Don't get it at all. Um, all right. So we have two more quick phrases for you guys. The next, which I've used a lot because uh, I am an extreme. Um, I choose extreme words when I'm talking. <laughs> so Absolutely. I never say I like something. I'm into something. No, I'm completely obsessed with blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Yes, me too, right? We tend to exaggerate and this is so perfect because it's very idiomatic. You're not literally obsessed with right. the food or the movie or whatever it is that you just like, but we'll yeah. say that anyway. Be like, I'm totally obsessed with um, sharp cheddar. I eat it every day for lunch. <laughs> it's a bit of a problem. Oh my God. I am completely obsessed with cheese. I oh eat God, way please. too much cheese. I do too. Oh, geez. Okay. Here's the last one, guys. Can't get something out of my mind. So this is a beautiful phrase. It's longer. It's impressive. It's idiomatic. And it can be used to describe anything you think about a lot or you love a lot, right? But mostly let's focus on using it to describe things that occupy your thoughts 
a lot, maybe more than it should, could be positive, could be negative, um, but it's just a fact. You think about this a lot. So Aubrey, how could you use this phrase? I think about health questions on part three, and you can still make it personal when you're talking about health issues for society in general. And you can say, take me, for example, I can't get sugar out of my mind. I think about the next <laughs> dessert I'm going to eat starting at 2 p.m., <laughs> which is true, actually. I Yeah, I just I can't get food out of my mind. Just I plan my whole day around food. Oh, one more hour until snack time. Like I just want to eat all the time. Um, let's see. So in part two, perhaps we can use this to describe um, positive memories. If you're describing a place that you went to and loved a building that's gorgeous, right? You could be like, I, I just can't get those stained glass windows out of my mind. They were so beautiful. And until this day, I can close my eyes and picture these beautiful works of art in detail. Um, so yeah, I think again, this is a very useful phrase in a lot of different places. Absolutely. For vacations, right? I can't get the image of that crystal clear blue green water out of my mind when you're sharing about some beautiful place you visited. Like think about how much more interesting that is instead of like the water was beautiful. I wish I could go back, right? Use this idiomatic <laughs> language to share and really to pull that emotion in when we exaggerate that we were obsessed with something, we can't get it out of our mind. It adds so much interest. Totally, totally. All right, guys. So definitely check out this uh, video on YouTube if you're listening to the podcast. Um, I will show you our new plaque, guys. Oh, yes. We, this is for YouTube, you guys. When we hit, for, was it 100,000 subscribers? Yeah. So guys, movie. definitely go watch this on YouTube so you can see our amazing award. That's so awesome. Um, <laughs> It is super cool. Um, and Aubrey and I have talked about, we're like, we're so thankful to you guys for following us, for listening to us, for watching us. Um, and I uh, personally, I am just proud because it gives me cred in front of my son. It gives me street I know, cred. right? It's like, yep. you, I, well, I'm obsessed with YouTube. You're a YouTube star, Jessica? Amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what a cool mom you have, James. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening and subscribing and we'll see you next week. Awesome. See ya. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.